0: Handle on the news. Handle on the news. We know he gets a lot of hate mail. We're aware of that. There have been other threats that we were made aware of. We are concerned for his safety.
1: And now, here's Bill Handel.
2: All right, here we go. A uh, Monday, uh, June the 4th. Two days away from D-Day. You know, D-Day, it's not big holidays. For example, um, August uh, 6th and August 9th. Your birthday and Marjorie's birthday? I don't know. No, uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki.
3: But why is this D-Day?
2: June 6th is D-Day. Oh, Two I days from now. Said,
3: I thought you said today was D-Day.
2: No, no, no. So we're, like, we're a couple it's days Alex's away from birthday. D-Day, which is not as we don't remember it as much as we do August 6th just, and August 9th.
3: Got it. Okay. Let's start over. You
2: also you also
0: <laughs> <clears throat> make a big deal about Pearl Harbor Day. Pearl Harbor Day is a very big day. That's true.
3: Yes. Uh-huh.
0: You do you did when did you decide that you would mostly recognize and let's not forget World the, War II related. I don't know, dates. forget no, War let's forget Because I'm a World War II junkie.
2: Maybe oh. because of my dad, and I just, I watch the Hitler channel a lot,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, so just a quick hello. Hi. Uh, hello, young lady. There's Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne Resnick, Good Alex morning. is here, Morgan with her arm, and uh, there is the infamous John. Okay, uh, just a quick uh, yesterday, uh, one of the most fun days I ever have in my life. You know, I've become a homebody, except when I, on a Sunday, go to uh, La Mirada Theater for a musical and uh, followed by Mr. V's at dinner, just phenomenal. And that's exactly what I did. And I actually ran into people at Mr. V's who had done exactly the same thing that I had done. Gone to see the musical and then go to Mr. V's, which is about a mile away. Okay, uh, let's start yeah, with... you tell us what, what the you show see. was? Exactly, I'm going to start right now. And the so, show was Newsies.
3: Oh, yeah. Newsies
2: at Disney, which originally was a musical that was a... Uh, it was a, the, a movie that was a flop, a complete flop. Then it became a musical, and I think it started with a musical that didn't work well. And the movie was a complete flop, and then uh, it was reinvented, and it's become a huge hit because it's wonderful. The music is great, and uh, it was. Uh, it, it's about the uh, the Newsboys at the turn of the last century who struck. Uh, there was a strike, and uh, these kids were making no money at all. I mean, they were starving and feeding their families. Total no education whatsoever. Hit. Very, very entertaining. As uh, Neil Saavedra pointed out to me, prior to World War II, uh, the musical originally was Juzies. and it's it's changed to uh, Newsies. Okay, let's just do it. Very strong, by the way. I'm not talking about the, that, but I'm talking about great musical, La Mirada. They do a wonderful job, and great dinner at Mr. V's. Okay. Now, uh let's do it guys. Lot going on today uh, and let's start with handle on the news lead story. Fire. Uh,
1: uh. Fire. All right, an
2: aliso fire um, well, a fire in Aliso uh, Viejo in Laguna Beach. Uh, it's 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 basically out, isn't it? Yeah.
3: They it's a I think it, they contained it to 150 acres, 40% containment at last check. They still had, though, hundreds of firefighters on it this morning, just putting out the hot spots and everything.
2: Hey, I'm just curious why 150 acres uh, is a news item. Because it was so close to homes.
3: They had to, at one point, they were evacuating thousands of people. Okay,
2: okay, just wondering. I mean, to me, uh, at 150 acres, you just bring uh, the marshmallows and uh, chocolate and the graham crackers out and just make some s'mores, you know, just right over the fire. Uh, But okay, it was the homes. Also, and I want to point out, uh, and I don't know the politics of this, but this is rich white land.
0: That's an, uh, I wasn't going to say it, but no. since you brought it up, that's another reason why it's big news. News, Yes. I think there was like a big
3: prom that was canceled yeah, yeah. at some place right where all kinds you know, of stuff homes happens. are million
2: dollar plus homes. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah.
3: And then we had another volcano eruption. This one was in Guatemala. It's called Fuego, which is fire. Yeah.
2: Means uh, fire in um Guatemalan.
3: Well it left in Spanish. Twenty five people yeah. were killed, twenty were injured, and uh they said that you could see it from miles and miles and miles away, just the explosion and oh, yeah. the this smoke. Was a, this and... was a big
2: one. You know it's volcano land these days. Between Hawaii and now Guatemala, and yeah. it keeps on going too. Yeah. yeah All we need one is Iceland to really um put uh the icing on the cake.
0: Wow. Hey, Did you hear the part of the story that 25 people are dead?
2: Yes. Okay. Have to do that.
0: And that 15 people are in the hospital, including 12 children? Yeah.
2: Now, it's the Hawaii one is a much bigger volcano than this, and yet, at this point, no one has died. There's just one injury where a, uh, a piece of lava, molten rock, hit some guy in the leg, just
0: flew up in the air, and that's it. Although there now are people who are completely trapped and stranded. Now, yeah, not very many. No, but they wouldn't leave when they were given an opportunity. They said, listen, lava is coming to block the only remaining route out of here. And it did. And they were like, well, we don't have anywhere else to go. We don't know where we would go, so we'll stay here. And sure enough, the lava has cut off that path.
2: They are off the grid. Now, a couple of things. First of all, there were shelters available. So for them saying there was no place to go is a crock. Uh, Second of all, uh, in the case of, for example, floods, uh, where uh, the risks, where uh, the first responders, the rescuers are at risk, they should just let them rot. They say that, that we'll just let you rot. You don't come out under mandatory evacuation. You're on your own. Now, in this case, they airlifted some people out. And uh, that I uh, I'm okay with airlifting them out although I would let them rot and burn up and have crispy critters if you uh, will uh, because they just don't listen. However, you can't let people just die. So, they're rescuing them with helicopters, what I would do is charge those people for every dime Absolutely. the rescue cost and do not let them go bankrupt by law, which means they are they are going to pay, right, non-dischargeable in bankruptcy. They would be paying the rest of their lives for that for that insane and you would, decision. You
0: would uh, garnish
2: wages. Oh, or do everything oh, to oh, recover absolutely. the money? absolutely, absolutely, because it's uh, the expense of airlifting people out is astronomical, and the danger. Uh, yeah, you're putting the rescuers well, in as if well. If the rescuers are in danger, if they're actually flying around where they're in danger, got, that's it. You're done. Ciao. Enjoy yourself. You know, get out those uh, marshmallows right over your legs. All right, let's uh, go ahead and take a KFI Handle here. It is a Monday morning. Tomorrow, Election Day. So coming up at 7 o'clock, it'll be the Handle Election Guide. I will tell you the way I am going to vote. And uh, and as usual, the the same rules always apply. Uh, You cannot ever ever use my guide for your guide. Ever. Okay, Uh, more handle on the news. Uh, Jennifer Jones, Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. And just a bizarre
3: story out of Yosemite, where two master climbers and best friends died over the weekend they fell.
2: Yeah, this is El Capitan, uh, Capitan in Yosemite. It is uh, a rock that goes straight up for 4,000 feet. Who would have ever thought that climbing 4,000 feet on a sheer cliff would ever be bad for you or dangerous? And they're and these guys are all connected to each other. One goes down, they all go down.
3: Yeah, there were three of them, and they were coming down the face of this. But what they said is these guys, like I said, they were master climbers. Oh, yeah. These guys absolutely knew what they do were doing. But two of the three were tethered together, and they said, th- this was one of the quotes, something weird happened.
2: Yeah, they fell How's that for weird? And these were, as you said, master climbers, and so they had done El Capitan many times.
3: And everybody said it's not like they were going super fast. It's not like they were doing anything risky or different. It was supposed to be just like every other day at El Capitan.
0: And there was a crowd of people. Yeah. Uh, They were there for a different group. Uh, there was another group was trying to set some kind of record yeah. and so there was a group there with binoculars and stuff i don 't know how many people saw this happen
2: I'm wondering if uh, there's is there any video of that did anybody uh, just it, well you're not going to take your cell phone and video you know something uh, you know thousands away. of miles or thousands of feet away
0: A woman was arrested after firing shots from a pellet gun near the San Diego Marathon the rock and roll Marathon yesterday but there's so much more to the story. It's such a weird situation. It starts off as a misdemeanor hit-and-run call. And so the cops are rolling out to that. And then another call comes in, and it's a guy who says, hey, this woman tried to kidnap me, but I got away. And he described her, and she matched the description of the hit-and-run person. And so uh, they went after her, and she went into this parking structure and fired some shots, uh, but it was a pellet gun. One cop fired at her. Didn't right hit at her. the cops.
2: Yeah, and here it is. So uh, that she's pointing the pellet gun at the police. So they're firing. So the cop misses, and they shoot another cop.
0: Well, another cop shot himself accidentally yeah, in the leg yeah, when he was right. like running after she her. Shot himself. Uh, so there was a bit of a t- anyway that she's in custody.
2: Yeah, and there isn't going to be any outrage that uh, a police shot an unarmed person. Uh, first of all, shot himself. Okay, which I but maybe that is. Uh, a police abuse, maybe shooting himself, and uh, she had that pellet gun. And then another. This is great. Oh another story. Here's just... here's
0: a law enforcement officer who did shoot somebody else. Can we have some?
3: Can we have some dance party music?
0: We just did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Well, I can't. I can't do it and speak at the same time. So. Wayne, you keep going. So, what we have is this guy in the middle of the dance floor. Everybody's around him. He's the center guy.
2: Off-duty FBI agent.
3: Well, don't tell that yet. Okay, sorry. So, here's this guy who's showing off. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he does a backflip. And while he's in midair, out the back of his pants, or holster in the back, shoots his gun, which then goes off and... As Handel said, it's an FBI, off-duty FBI agent.
2: It, it, went it didn't off. shoot the gun. He dropped the it, gun. It, it he dropped went the, off.
0: It went off when he went to pick it up.
2: <laughs> anyway. Don't I you think just he love
0: the fact that this guy is showing off? Did you
2: see the video?
3: I haven't seen the video, The video no. is,
2: is great fun. There's a video there, and uh, he's not a bad dancer, incidentally. hes I mean, as they say, uh, the way he was dancing, he's not bad for a
0: white guy. It's good that he's a good dancer because he is going to need another career now.
3: Oh, my gosh. And But I love, too, how he picks it up and everybody's scampering, yeah. and it's gone off, and he just sort of, like, puts it back.
2: Ano- <laughs> another police
0: story. Yeah, let's, cl- see let's close here. out the uh, cop portion of Handle on the News with this little story. A Georgia police officer's been fired for hitting a fleeing suspect with his car. car. Now, here's the thing. Oh, he was... This guy takes off. One cop takes off in his car, another on foot. The guy in the car keeps trying to get ahead of the fleeing guy and block him. And one of the times that he was trying to do it, he hit him. And he's been, not only has he been fired, but they want both the state patrol in Georgia and the Bureau of Investigation in Georgia to do independent investigations of this incident. Which may well have been unintentional. Could be.
2: Uh, And there's body camera footage. And here's the problem. Uh, There's no issue that he hit him. Right? Now, the cop is saying that I didn't go after him. Uh, I simply was trying to stop the car, which is probably legitimate. And uh, then he careened off the car and hit him. Which I don't quite understand. Uh, if So there was someone else driving. No, right? he was on foot. Right, but there was someone the, else that the, was driving. and So it, it doesn't show him ch- chasing after him, does it?
0: Well, chasing after him in the sense of trying to get past him right. and then maneuver the police car to block him from running any... Okay, so
2: so again, the argument his argument is that it was not intentional. Right. And if it was not intentional, it doesn't seem like this was not, well, it could have been non-policy.
0: Maybe they have maybe their policy is you don't try to block a suspect maybe. on foot with your car. Anyway, he's in huge trouble.
2: Okay, coming up, uh Rudy Giuliani and what he said over the weekend. And this is a much smaller deal than people are making about this. I mean, this is basically a crock. This is this is the media going nuts when it shouldn't. This is the basis of this fake media allegation, which has some legs when it comes to stories like this. And don't you
3: think it's the whole reason that question was asked, uh, so that it continued to make headlines the next day?
2: Yeah, I'm sure we'll be back. KFI handle here on a Monday morning. A lot going on today. Big stories recovering the Guatemalan volcano, uh, North Korea. That's moving. And then three uh, major uh, military officials have been removed. And I wonder if they were executed with a machine gun. Uh, actually, I think it was an RPG uh, that was used uh, last time around. And then the primary elections. Uh, handle uh,
0: voting guide coming up uh, at 7 o'clock. Is this about- going to be a Harumbi free voter guide I think this time? It,
2: well, uh, no. It's going to be a uh, – no, no. Uh, it's going to be I don't care in many cases where I really cared about the presidential, which is why I voted for Harambee, the dead gorilla out of the Cincinnati Zoo, uh, which I think would have made a much, much better president than either one. Okay. Uh, also, Law Day uh, coming up, Law Day 2018, Saturday, June 16th. It's a week from Saturday – 9 to 2 o'clock at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana over 100 legal experts on handleonthelaw.com free advice in virtually every field of law and a live broadcast from uh, of, of handle on the law from 9 to 11 o'clock there'll be seminars there of course it's all free you'll win prizes throughout the day simply log on to kfiam640.com the keyword is law day sponsored by cunning dental if you have loose or missing teeth Call Cunning Dental for a free exam with CT scan. Call 888-640-SMILE. Law Day 2018, Saturday, June 16th, Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Okay. Now, uh, oh, a story that has become a huge story and it shouldn't. So he probably does have the power to pardon himself. Maybe not.
3: It was this interview, George Stephanopoulos and Rudy Giuliani over the weekend. And again, it's it's reporters ask these questions, hoping they make a headline. And I feel like Stephanopoulos, boom, he asked the question and he got what he wanted. And is
2: does does the president have the right to pardon himself? And uh, Giuliani, I think I did a very good job on uh, on Meet the Press. I'm going to do more about this uh, later on, a lot more at uh, 720. And it is, uh, it's an interesting question. Uh, I, in law school, we went through this question also. Uh, but the problem is, Giuliani, Giuliani put it perfectly. It is a hypothetical, and it's never going to happen for several different reasons. And I'll go through that at 720.
0: 20. Uh, Chris Christie is upset that the president's legal team says that the president can't commit obstruction of justice.
2: It's an outrageous claim. It's wrong, Yeah, it is, And it is wrong. So you have a couple of lawyers for the president who say that he can't. Uh, I think Richard Nixon had the same argument. And of course he can. Uh, It's it's that simple. Uh, The president uh, is a citizen of the United States. And uh, anyway, that's I'll do more of that coming uh, coming up. But that's just a Chris Christie is right. It's a stupid, stupid argument. And it's a lawyer raising. Uh, everything that a lawyer can raise. Lawyers do that, they throw everything they can against the wall and hope something sticks. And some of the stuff they throw against the wall, the mud is so stupid, uh, you just throw the kitchen sink also. And this is a kitchen sink.
3: Well, we're learning more about how and where DNA evidence was collected that led to the Golden State Killer. Hobby Lobby was one of the places that Joe D'Angelo apparently went to in Roseville on April 18th, just outside Sacramento. He goes inside the store and investigators jump out and they swab the handle of his driver's side door and sent it in for testing.
2: Right. They also went through his trash. Mm -hmm. But do they tell us why uh, or on what basis they uh, suspected him in the first place?
0: No. well, this I was the, that- Yeah, This was uh, taking the DNA from the crime scenes. And remember the uh, oh, investigator who, who put it into that uh, public DNA database, that open source DNA database, identified relative, got. and went Fair out enough. and they talked to people. And that's okay. how they developed him as the suspect. Fair enough. And this is how they confirmed it. Very uh, weird string of murders in Arizona. So on Thursday... A guy named Stephen Pitt. He is a forensic psychiatrist. He was involved in the John Bine Ramsey case and several other high-profile cases. He was found shot. People said they heard a loud argument and then gunshots. Then the next day, Friday, two women were found shot, and they are paralegals at a law firm in Scottsdale. And there's a fourth homicide from Saturday, where a guy was found dead at a at his counselor's right. office. And they they think the first three are related. They're looking into the fourth if it's related. They're not really revealing yeah, what they what think the, the connection might be. Is. Right. And they said we don't think we have it. It's not a serial killer, so it's some reason. And, uh, and and the the police, even though they
2: have a sketch of him and he's out, uh, he's he's out there and they're still searching for him. Uh, the uh, there was an interview with one of the police officers uh, that was involved, and he said we're going to find him. And he said it in such a way as they know who it is, and it's just a question of time, and that's what the cops said. It's just a, we, we know. It's not someone who is uh, at large. They, they really don't know, and all they have is the sketch. And so oh, $21,000 so far, which is a weird number. number. for a reward? Yeah, yeah, a reward. Well, someone threw in probably another $1,000, but it probably has to do with they, they want a tip simply as to their, the guy is there. We saw him in a bar, or whatever. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back and finish all this up. Uh, okay. Easy for me to say as I gl- gulp. Okay. All right. Handel here. Good morning. On a uh, Monday, June 4th, tomorrow, of course, uh, Election Day, I will be giving uh, or uh, proposing the various people that I'm voting for And it's uh, my voting guide, but it's mainly for me. Matter of fact, it's only for me. Uh, Same rules apply.
3: I'm so intrigued by who you're voting for for governor. Okay. Because I feel like you've been equal opportunity slamming
2: everybody. Uh, You might, because I do it anyway. But uh, the only person I don't ever slam, I try not to, is our president. Yeah. Because I hold uh, the presidency. Yeah, I'm so in awe of the presidency, right? Right. Okay, let's go go ahead and finish. Handle on excuse me, handle on the news. Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me.
3: Well, the highest ranking Catholic official to be convicted of covering up sexual abuse has now been replaced.
2: Yeah, finally. Finally, I tell you the the Catholic Church is Done a phenomenal job of covering up and ignoring all of uh, the, let's say, indiscretions is what they they would describe it. Which is why, and I get, it's it's interesting, uh, well at least I think it's interesting, that I have referred to now Saint John Paul II as the patron saint of child molesters. And uh, I've said that for years, and no one has ever been able to refute that. Not once. Oh, that's horrible, Bill. Oh, God, awful. How can you say that? Refute it. Tell me it's not true that he did not protect child molesters and protect people who covered up child molesters. So, uh, well, finally, oh, here's one. Pope Francis said how he was convicted of, uh, well, it's a, a temporary replacement and I don't have the timeline here, uh, but I am sure this is not over a course of a couple of days. Now, here's the defense. Well, back in those days, uh, child molestation was not considered such a crime. It was considered an indiscretion. I mean, that's how crazy the church was. And at least now they're serious. I'll tell you, I, now I'm going to give credit to the church. You don't see that happening anymore. They have, the pendulum has swung the other way. Uh That uh, the priests have to stay at least 25 feet from any altar boy. And there has to be someone in the room. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, it's really careful now.
0: All right, let's move on. Speaking of keeping away, uh, there were eight states... That if you worked for California, you couldn't travel to on business. Now there are nine.
4: I've been having some hard traveling.
0: All of this has to do with the issue of uh, trans rights, gay and trans rights. And uh, certain states have been identified by our state government as being unfriendly to gay and trans rights, and they're put on the list where you're not allowed to go do business there. For example, uh, Oklahoma oh, is last the newest one.
2: Because they uh, they adopted a law saying adoption services could refuse to work with gay and transgender people, could say no to the uh, adoption. You can't do that in California. By, by law, you can't discriminate on gay people. However, uh, so... Uh, California State University, University of California cannot send staff members for uh, students, for example. The states can't do business, uh, official business with anything or anybody in the state, except when it comes to postseason events. NCAA basketball tournament, college football, bowl games, then, okay, those are so important that, uh, frankly, you find so gay people can't adopt. Eh.
0: There's always loopholes. If there's a tournament. Remember when they tried this uh, against Arizona— for different reasons, and then they kept having to get exemption after exemption after exemption. The city of LA tried to pull that.
2: Oh, here's something that's really tough.
0: Oh,
3: wait, we're about to enter the age of if it's yellow, or if it's yellow, let it mellow again.
2: Yep. By 2022, I mean, I'll be out of the state by then, uh, only because of this. The new indoor water standard will be 55 gallons per person per day. Now. How does that work? And then by 2030, it falls to 50 gallons. An eight-minute shower, which I take, uh, uses 17 gallons of water. So now we're a third of the way in. A load of laundry, 40 gallons of water. You can never wash clothes again. A bathtub can hold 80 to 100 gallons of water. I'm going to go back to the days where you have one bathtub and all nine people in the family used a one tub and one tub full of water.
3: So, what are you supposed to do? Because you're a violator if you take a shower and do a load of laundry in one day. You're two gallons over. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing. So, water districts who don't comply face up to 10 grand a day in fines. They're supposed to like stress test. Yeah. What are they, you know? And
2: what do water districts do? Do they shut off the water after you've hit? Uh, if you're a family of four, after you've hit 200 gallons, there's probably
0: a massive surcharge for every sure. gallon over the limit. I'm sure. And the water districts, they have they have separate obligations. They have to stress test their systems, and they have to make sure that they don't have any leaks that are losing water. Yeah. In the meantime, and that's where they're going to get. In the meantime, fine.
2: agriculture is what 70% of the use of the water in yes, the state. Yes, that's oh, right. Man. This is uh, going to be uh, like Cape Town in South Africa. Cape Town is, by the end of the summer, is going to have no water. I mean, no water. They'll be showering with sand. It's going to be very tough, and we're well on our way to doing that. Man, oh, man. It's time for wells. People just dig their own wells. I mean, I may have to, and I don't think I'm on top of an aquifer. So you know what I'm going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to connect my water line. Neighbors,
1: without anybody knowing, because they they
2: have the pipe. And matter of fact, I may do it to each of my neighbors. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, I just grab a little bit of water from each one.
0: It's I'm telling you, it's doable. One thing they don't want to regulate in California right now are those uh, quote flamethrowers that Elon Musk is selling. You know what? Let's
2: do that. We're running past our time, so we'll do that in the next uh, handle on the news late edition. All right, coming up, voter guide. 2018, how I'm going to vote, why, and how I'm not going to tell you how to vote, and the rules. We always start with the rules. That's coming up right here. KFI AM 640.
0: Concerned citizens of California, gather round and pay heed. It is time for Bill's voter guide. Here he is, a man who still insists that voting for a dead gorilla was not throwing away his votes. Bill Handel. Bill Handel.
2: Why the Marine theme song, the anthem of uh, the Marines? I don't, I don't get that. All right, hey, uh, handle here on a Monday, June fourth, one day before the election, which is tomorrow. See, that's what happens if tomorrow it's one day before. I'll explain that to you at another time. And um, uh, th- before we do that, uh, some of the big, big stories uh, that we're covering: Guatemala and volcano. Uh, 25 people dead of a volcano that just exploded. And then this big issue about Donald Trump. I have the absolute right to pardon and Giuliani. And they're making a huge deal about this. And it's not a huge deal. It's an interesting story, but it's front page news. Uh, I'm looking at CNN and Fox, and that's what they're carrying all morning. All right. Now, time for the voter guide. All right, couple of rules. Uh, rule number one, and we do this every year. This is my voter guide. That's it. This is my voter guide. Anybody that uses my voter guide to actually vote or having it influence your vote is automatically fired from being a listener on this show. You will simply not be allowed to listen to KFI anymore, at least this show. I will make sure your radio does not work in the morning at KFI. You cannot, under any circumstances, use that guide as a primer, as a guide for your vote. I do not tell people how to vote. I'm nuts about that. Okay, uh, so oh, if you uh, if you're not writing this down to see uh, what a quack I am, I we'll have this later on on uh, the website, right? Okay, fair enough. Now, uh, in reality, this is a race that uh, there really isn't much there other than the governor's race. That's what's really exciting. I was running into, who's that? Alana Alini uh, Papadakis or Uh She's running for uh, attorney general. And she was on Mo Kelly's show, I think, over the weekend. I ran to her. Or, I no, during the week, uh, he was recording. And I ran into her uh, in the hallway and downstairs we were in the elevator together. And I was introduced by her. She was introduced to me by her consultant saying she's running for attorney general And I said, really? You think anybody cares? Oh, would you put her on your show on Monday? And I said, no, of course not. And why? Do you think anybody cares who's running for attorney general? Anybody? And she said, you're right. It's all about the governor's race. I said, I'm right. It's all about a governor's race. And I turned to her consultant and said, so therefore, she's not appearing on the show. Thank you very much. All right. So uh, on the governor's race... It's really three people vying for two spots. It's musical chairs with only three people left. The rest of the people don't matter at all. And if you look at how many people are running for governor, I have my little. Uh, uh, here we go. Where's my little, my little booklet here? Judicial judges. Anybody even know how to spell judge? For God's sake, uh, does that matter at all? Oh, come on, handle, really. How many people are running for governor? I don't think it has it on this little book that I'm looking at. I don't know, 200 people are running for governor? I mean, something like that. And some of the, and and they're crazy people run for governor. People that you have absolutely, they're nuts. And just people that do it just for the hell of doing it because it's so easy uh, to file. It's a couple hundred dollars and you two can run even for president. All right. So the race is between three people for, it's primary and the top two then go to the general. And the general election in November. So, what it is, Antonio villara former mayor of Los Angeles. Labor, and he came up through the labor ranks. Labor is throwing money into his campaign. You have John Cox, Republican. And, of course, you have Gavin Newsom, who is going to win, incidentally. He will be our next governor. Who am I voting for? Oh, John Knox. There's no question in my mind. Uh, The last thing we need is a liberal, liberal Democrat, which is who Gavin Newsom is, and Antonio Villaraigosa to a smaller extent, to a lesser extent. So supermajority of Democrats and a governor who is also uh, a liberal Democrat. So what do you think is going to happen to the state of California? You think we have enough taxes now? Ha ha! Just wait! Okay. So what's going to happen? It will be uh John Knox and it will be Antonio Via Ragosa. Uh no, it'll be John Knox, it'll be Gavin Newsom. Via Ragosa is gone even though Via Ragosa spent uh through his PACs, probably 15 or 20 million dollars. There are 27
3: running for governor.
2: Oh, just 27. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Oh, there you go. And some people we haven't heard of. All right. Uh and then the big issues are really really uh the props and it always is the case. And I'm not going to go through district, et cetera, because uh, it's your district. Uh, the only individual that I'm endorsing other than John Knox for governor happens to be the DA's race for, uh, in Orange County. And it's uh, effectively, well, it is. It's Tony Rakakis, and uh, it is Todd Spitzer. Everybody else is sort of uh, incidental to the whole process. No, do you mean John Cox that you're endorsing? Did I say Cox or Knox? Knox, Knox. I'm sorry, Cox. It's, it's Cox. Yeah, right. Mister. I don't know how to uh, don't know how to pronounce names. I knew what you meant though. Right. Uh, so, it's uh, back to Todd Spitzer. I'm endorsing Todd, and that it's a personal endorsement. Incidentally, I've known I, I was the MC at his first fundraiser when he entered politics. I introduced him, and that's how far back I go with uh, Todd. Todd uh, was a screener on Handle on the Law 25 years ago uh, before he entered public service, so it is strictly a personal issue. Uh, Politics is a little bit more conservative than I am, uh, and a couple things about Todd. Uh, Todd has a reputation for being a little crazy, uh, and it's absolutely true. Then the only issue is where on the crazy line do you think Todd is? Okay. However, I must also point out that, uh, in my opinion, uh, Todd is a true public servant. He is fanatic about his service to the public. Uh, he he works harder than anybody I've ever met, and he thinks public service 24/7 when he's not thinking about himself, which is 25/7. And he is uh, a politician, but I have in a, if it, I have no problem endorsing Todd, none. Because I know he will do a great job as a DA, even though he's nuts. And it's, uh, so that's an easy one for me. So it's mainly personal because I've known it for such a long time. All right, uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back and I'm going to talk about the props. Because those are the big stories. And I'll tell you uh, the voter guide, why I'm going to vote, and why some of it makes no sense at all. This is uh, KFI AM 640. KFI handle here. It is a Monday, June 14th. Huge number of news items breaking. Supreme Court just ruled on uh, the Baker in Colorado wedding cake for same-sex marriage. The court just ruled in favor of the baker. Uh, I'm as the case is coming out. I'm I'm reading how it starts. Uh, no wedding cake for them queers. Uh, right there. That's where it's written. I think it's maybe even them their uh, queers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, isn't that great? Boy, is that one just well, I'm not surprised, but and I'll talk about that later on because it's an interesting twist uh, because the Baker used a First Amendment uh, a First Amendment argument is religion, and he argued that it was a, uh, a manner of his art, that it wasn't just a sale of a cake. Which probably wouldn't have flown because it just had to do with the wedding cake. It wasn't I refused service uh, to uh, a gay marriage uh, to a gay marriage uh, ceremony. So we'll talk a whole lot more about that coming up. That's a big, big story. Also later on, we're going to talk about the president pardoning himself, which is not a big story, but it's interesting. And of course, the news media is making a huge deal of that, and it shouldn't be. All right, back we go to the voter guide. And uh, same rules. You can't use a voter guide as a guide for your voting. It's impossible. Uh, That's the rules. Okay. The big story here are the propositions. They always are. And we start with Prop 68. Uh, another bond measure. More taxes. Well, more taxes in the sense we have to pay off the bond. Uh, $4.1 billion in general obligation bonds to fund quote, natural resources-related programs, habitat, conservation, parks, water-related projects. Here's another bond uh, that we're voting. I mean, how many bonds are we paying interest on? Something astronomical, that uh, the interest on these bonds are going to explode. And when interest rates go up, the payments go up. So right now, at this moment, California can probably afford some more interest payments. The second that the economy tanks a little bit, even a little bit, and revenue stop coming in. We still have to pay it. So, and the other side of it is, you know, do we need uh, water-related projects? Do we need parks? Do we? Yes, we do. It's just you can't. Uh, unfortunately, this and other, uh, legislature and other ones can't spend within their means. No one can. No one can. You know, it's certainly in the legislature know how to run a budget. Can you imagine if you ran your budget that way? You'd be broke in five seconds. Uh, Prop 69, that revenues from those fuel taxes that we just uh, had uh, has to be used on transportation purposes. Uh, Repairing roads, improving transit. Yeah, I mean, uh, that just makes sense. I'm voting yes on this. By the way, Prop 68, no, yes, I haven't decided yet. I'm probably going to decide as I go up literally and uh, push the lever of which there aren't any. Uh Prop seventy. Uh, and this is a little bit technical. Uh, revenues collected from the state greenhouse gas emission permits, uh, the cap and trade business, uh would be deposited into a new special fund. And uh those deposits would continue uh and uh they have to be spent, obviously, on uh uh this uh this uh, no, they have to be spent. Uh, only with two-thirds of vote of each house, which is never going to happen unless a supermajority kicks in. And uh, in that case, the funds just keep on accruing, and that fund will have zillions of dollars in it. Uh, And what this says, uh, a no vote means the state could continue to spend just with a majority vote, which means the Democrats will always have the power to do this. So on this one, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it really doesn't matter. They have two-thirds anyway. So you can vote yes, you can vote no, but and get, when Gavin Newsom becomes uh, governor, then it becomes crazy-making. Then nothing of this matters. Then we're going to pass, uh, it, it, whether the, uh, it's passed by proposition, or the legislature, taxes are going to go up, up, up. The only thing is the word taxes, you have to have a supermajority, two-thirds, which, of course, they'll have, always have. Uh it goes up and down, but uh they'll have it now. if they use the word fees, that's unlimited. so all the legislature has to do is say, this isn't a tax this is a fee, and you're done so uh i'm vo- it doesn't matter I'm voting yes two thirds vote, but not that that matters and then prop seventy one uh it's uh, another technical one uh state ballot measures would take effect uh, after the vote has been counted and certified about six weeks after the election. Uh, Right now, uh, most state ballot measures take place the day after the election, and all this says is we'll wait till it's certified about six weeks later. Yeah, sure, why not? That makes sense. And then one that's the easiest one of all, and I'm voting yes on this one, is uh, uh, installing a system to collect and store rainwater cannot result in a higher property tax bill. Here's the rule. Right now, if you increase the value of your house, your house can be reassessed, and therefore you'll pay more taxes because it's predicated on the value of your house. That's what property tax is all about. Well, what Prop 72 says is if you have a a rainwater storage system and it increases the value of your house, let's say $10,000 or $20,000, that can't be added to the value of your house for the purposes of a property tax, which makes all the sense in the world. I mean, how can they want, how can the state as a policy want you to collect rainwater because of the drought, and at the same time say, and if you put in a system which increases the value of your house, uh, we're going to punish you. I mean, how crazy is that? You talk about contradiction. And the more the drought and the more the state is concerned about the drought, and the more you do to alleviate the drought, the more we're going to tax you. Uh, Come on. So that's an easy yes for me. And the rest of it, uh, two-thirds majority, they have it anyway, or they will have it. And uh, there aren't any really juicy propositions this time around. All right, uh, I'm going to take a break uh, and then talk about Trump's pardoning power, a huge story. And then we're going to cover what the Supreme Court just ruled. Uh, a few minutes ago, the story broke. Remember that baker who wouldn't sell the wedding cake to the uh, same-sex couple? The baker won. Okay, I'll get into that a little later. KFI AM 640. <laughs> All right, handle here. Let's get right to it. We have so much uh the big story just broke. Just broke a few minutes ago that the uh, US Supreme Court backed up the Baker in Colorado, the same sex uh, marriage wedding cake. It doesn't have to do it. And I'm going to explain that to you. It's a, it's a little bit wonky and it's not as big a story as you think it is. But still, it's uh it's kind of interesting. And you know what's been happening uh in the news uh lately? is uh, that stories are being blown out of proportion, big time. And particularly this one, okay? This is one that they've made a huge deal about, and that is, can Donald Trump pardon himself? And uh, it's Giuliani I thought did a brilliant job of uh, discussing that issue on Meet the Press and also uh, in AB- on ABC with George Stephanopoulos. Uh, and that is... He argued, yeah, probably, because the president has unlimited pardon, uh, pardon powers. And can he pardon himself? Probably. I would even argue he can pardon himself. But Giuliani said it's never going to get there. It's a hypothetical question. It's, if I talk about it, something we talked about in law school as a hypothetical. It's never happened. It probably will never happen. And Giuliani said he's never going to have to pardon himself. We're never even going to go get to that point because uh, this investigation is not going to show the president obstructed justice. Uh, Now, uh, is the president, uh, there was another argument, the president can't obstruct justice. And this was because he's president. And this was this original memo that was sent by his two lawyers at that time to Mueller arguing that, nope, if whatever the president does by definition of being president, he can't Obstruct justice, which is a crock. Of course he can. He's a citizen of the United States, and it's held to the same rules. He can be indicted. Now, whether—well, that's another issue. Can he be indicted? Can he be trial, tried criminally? Probably not. But certainly he can be subpoenaed. And if he refuses, up he goes to the Supreme Court, which will, in fact, uphold that uh, that he must be subpoenaed. Remember the tapes with Nixon— when Nixon was ordered to turn over the tapes, the Watergate tapes, and he refused, or actually what he said is, if the, if it's a split court, I am going to say no to that. I will not turn over the tapes. Well, Supreme Court said, yes, you will, 9 zero. So he turned over the tapes. Of course, the tapes is what killed him. And he would have been tried for obstruction of justice, gone, because he did. So there's no issue. Now... The issue is, and even Giuliani said that, if the president, and he kept on, Chuck Todd just kept on nailing him. They just keep on going and going with it, right? Uh, After Giuliani says, it's not going to happen. It's a hypothetical. Well, if it happens. Well, if a meteorite takes your head off, let's talk about that. It's not going to happen. But let's assume a meteorite does take your head off next time you're going to Ralph's. Okay, that'll be our whole discussion here. Meteorite, head off. Nothing else. And that's exactly what this story is about. So, uh, does the president have the right to pardon himself? Yeah, I think so. And that goes up the Supreme Court. And uh, then uh, it's, it's hilarious. Because what Giuliani said, if he were to do that, he would be impeached. No, he wouldn't. And I'll tell you why. Because it's a Republican Congress. The impeachment is Congress, and then the trial is the Senate to throw him out of office. It's a two-step process bill clinton was impeached uh there was a senate trial didn't even come close and we all knew that so the house would never impeach him because it's a republican house and you don't go against your own party and it doesn't matter you don't go against your own president no matter what he does hey proof and uh, here's the proof donald trump You don't say anything negative about the president. You certainly don't vote to impeach him. Bill Clinton said if there was a Democrat in office, he would have been impeached instantly. Just like I was impeached. Well, the problem is, Mr. Clinton, President Clinton, is it was a Republican House that impeached you. And if Donald Trump was a Democrat, it's a Republican House. Of course he'd be impeached it's the politics of it and of course the uh mainstream media is blowing this out of proportion i mean ridiculously it is a hypothetical it will never happen now there may be a pardon as to paul manafort there may be a pardon as to uh, carter page there may even be a pardon as to uh as to jared kushner and as to, uh, as to Donald Trump Jr., you can pardon and say any crime that may be considered, I pardon, and stop everything. Which is what happened with, uh, exactly what happened with uh, President Nixon. Gerald Ford pardoned him in advance of an indictment. Done. The president can do that. But pardon himself... It's a law school hypothetical question. And uh, will the court uphold it? Who the hell knows? Yes, no, maybe. I think yes. But that's just a fun, fun, fun question. And and real quickly, uh, it is a, a situation uh, that has never, ever been argued. And the only thing in the Constitution is the president has pardon powers. That's it. All right coming up the gay wedding cake decision again it's a much smaller decision than at first glance all right we're coming up uh with that this is kfi and put your moving so carefully let's
3: start living
2: dangerously kfi handle here it is a monday morning an auspicious monday morning uh big news coming down the pike story that just broke uh, a few minutes ago And that is the Supreme Court uh, ruled in favor of that Colorado baker against uh, the gay marriage. I mean, baking a uh, wedding cake for a gay marriage. Uh, This has to do with Jack Phillips, owner of the Masterpiece Cake Shop, whose name has just been changed to the Anti-Gay Cake Shop in uh, Colorado. And he said no. He said, I am not giving you a wedding cake because it is my religious belief that you two perverts, well, maybe he didn't say that, but you two, that would have been great, right? You two perverted sodomites uh, can't have a wedding cake because I don't believe in gay marriage, which uh, a lot of religious folks uh, have that same view. So uh, this is a fairly narrow decision. Now, a couple of rules about the courts in general. They like narrow decisions. They don't like wide-reaching decisions. For example, in the gay marriage issue, that was a very wide-reaching decision saying that you cannot stop any gay couple from getting married. Any law that says that anywhere in the United States is invalid. That's a very wide-reaching decision. This is far more narrow. This had to do with uh, a civil rights commission that... Uh, said that Phillips could not, uh, he couldn't ban, or he, he had to sell the wedding cake to these two uh, two guys getting married. And uh, so that went up on appeals, and uh, the court ruled that uh, the Civil Rights Commission was right, uh, that Phillips had to sell the cake. If he's selling wedding cakes, he has to sell to gay couples, and this is what the Supreme Court actually ruled on that Civil Rights Commission decision. They argued they were biased against him, that uh, Phillips was biased against the two gay guys, and the commission said, you're right, they were biased, and the court said, no, uh, they, uh, in fact, uh, Phillips was correct, that he could, in fact, decide not to uh, bake a wedding cake. And uh, he argued two things. Uh, Thing number one is it's First Amendment religious belief. I don't know. You know, it's uh, what if I have a religious belief against uh, black people, Hispanics? I have a a religious belief uh, against uh, Jews or Catholics or Muslims. Am I allowed to do that? Well, uh, probably not. But as far as gay marriage, it's since the court said you can't stop someone from marrying doesn't mean that you can't stop someone from Uh, making a wedding cake. And he also argued that it's a piece of art. That it's not a generic cake that I have to sell to anybody because I'm selling cakes. No, no. I can say no to a piece of art that you're asking me to create. I can say no to anybody I want. Those were his two arguments. Now, the high court weighed in in 2015 saying that you can't stop same-sex marriage, but in this case, this uh, Civil Rights Commission was wrong in saying that Phillips must sell to these two men. Now, it didn't say, how about other opponents of same-sex marriage, florists, photographers, uh, venue owners, can they say no? It didn't say that. All it said in this case, the Civil Rights Commission was wrong. So it's a pretty narrow ruling. Now, does it extend to that? We'll see if the court explodes that one and makes it a big decision. And there have been some, really huge ones, but they're very narrow. Or normally, decisions are very narrow. They like to decide on the most narrow basis, like in this case. We don't wanna make a far-reaching decision That gay people are entitled to all services under any circumstance, like blacks or Hispanics uh, or religious folks. They just said, we're only going to deal with this little tiny issue. Was the commission right or not? So uh, now the big decisions, Brown versus Board of Education, huge. Uh, Gideon versus Wainwright. You have a right to uh, free counsel if you're a criminal any place in the country. You have to do it. Miranda, they have to read your Miranda rights. Everybody has to read uh, defendants' Miranda rights, people who are arrested. As far as do you have a right to a wedding cake if you're getting gay married? Well, uh, in Colorado, if a civil rights commission votes in your favor, uh, no, that's not a constitutional right. You have a constitutional right to get gay married, of course. They can't stop that. But uh, according to the Supreme Court, we now have uh, Mr. Phillips saying, no, I'm not going to do it. And Another reason, you know those little guys you put on top of a wedding cake? We ran out of them. And you need two. And we don't have enough. And the Supreme Court said, you're absolutely right. You don't have those little uh figures of guys in tuxedos. Well, there you go. All right, coming up. Uh big breakthrough in breast cancer. Big one. Dr. Jim keeney on uh this uh, Dr. Jim Keeney on chemo, as opposed to Dr. Jim Chemo on Keeney. Did I get that right? Mm, uh, maybe. All right, this is KFI AM 640.
1: news. I never thought I could be so queasy. Believe it or not, Dr. Jim
2: Keeney. All right. handle here on a, ho oh, news-filled Monday. Usually we come back on Monday and, eh, you know how much news breaks over the weekend? Oh boy, do we have news to say the least. Incidentally, breaking news, they just found uh, the guy in uh, Phoenix, who was suspected of those four murders. And we knew it was just a question of time. They got into a firefight with him, and he blew his own brains out. He committed suicide. So that conversation is over. Also, Supreme Court just ruled in favor of uh, the baker in Colorado that would not make a wedding cake for that uh, gay marriage. Also, there's a Guatemala volcano uh, happening. Also, tomorrow is the big election. Also, the president and his uh, Kenny Pardon himself Ah, oh, you think there's some news this morning? Here's another big story that broke, and that is, uh, and it's called a groundbreaker in dealing with breast cancer, and that is, uh, should women undergo chemo, which most of them did, and now a study has come out saying uh, maybe not. Dr. Jim Keeney, who is chief of staff-elect at Mission Hospital in Orange County, uh, Jim, good morning. Thanks for joining us morning bill hey when you read this story uh did you say whoa this is a big one
1: yeah i mean i'm just happy for uh women that have this this the type of breast cancer that they're looking at because these are decisions that women are already making with their oncologist. Uh, they don't necessarily, prior to this, they didn't have all the information. So, you know, you have to sweat this decision of I'm in this in this gray zone of uh, that I may not really need chemotherapy and, and maybe I don't want to go that aggressive, um, but I don't really know what will happen if I don't take the chemotherapy. And now with this study, you know, previous studies, we start off by looking at the extremes. So if you were at low risk, they are already did not recommend chemotherapy. If you're at high risk, they still recommend chemotherapy. But now this in-between zone, which is about 70% of the patients, now fall into this category where they can confidently say, you know, that if they don't have the tumor marker, if they're uh, hormone receptor positive, and a whole list of other things, then they don't need to do chemotherapy. That really doesn't seem to be a benefit. We're talking about comparing, you know, 83 versus 84% chance of recurrence over the nine-year average that these women were studied. And overall, 94% survival was in both groups, whether you did the chemotherapy or not. So, you know, it's really good news because chemotherapy is rough. I mean, they call it the red devil as they sit there getting their infusion in, uh, you know, the red cofix medication, and and they're getting this infusion, and it's horrible. They can feel it taking over their body as as it pours in.
2: Now, of those 70% of women who fall in the middle category, how many of them were, in fact, having chemo and are now being told you don't have to do that?
1: Well, again, that was before a decision that they were making on a one-on-one basis with their oncologist. And and people were using decisions like, you know, what kind of quality of life do I want? How bad is this going to take me down? You know, am I young with a, a big family and i have a lot to live for and i want to do every possible thing no matter how hard it is you know so these are the way they were making the decisions before there were some other there the, these tumor markers actually have been available for a while a, a while and uh, and they were using them uh to make the decision but not with the confidence they can do now Got it? So, and do we you know, know Do, the, we the do we know? numbers though i'm not i'm not got it sure I, and i'm assuming the numbers.
2: study the stomach didn't uh, study did not come out with those numbers uh, and uh so now you have doctors i'm I'm assuming that uh, are, now have to tell their patients, "Hey, if you look at the studies uh at this point it doesn't look like you really need it uh, I'm assuming that's correct, correct
1: yeah that is that's the idea here is that you look at it and now they can say there doesn't appear to be any benefit so you know there's a small carve out group so if you're young uh, premenopausal and you're on the higher end of this these intermediate risk group, it turns out that they kind of analyzed those those in a smaller group and found out there may be some small benefit to chemotherapy so this is a complex discussion to have with your oncologist but but just overall for all of us to know that that this information is out there is great
2: yeah i mean that's terrific all right uh jim thank you greatly appreciated you. all right so uh women and of course breast cancer is an enormous issue enormous issue and as jim was saying and i'm looking into this because i've known people who have chemo uh man the side effects are brutal hair loss which i have to tell you uh hair loss isn't that big a deal you know there are a few of us that uh, don't have much hair You go, eh, you know it's not the end of the world but Uh, You have the nausea, uh, which is god-awful, and uh, the weight loss, and you just feel like utter, utter crap. Okay, uh, coming up. uh, A new tool of resistance at the border. And it's not a backhoe, either, that they're asking illegal aliens to now know how to operate. Oh, no. It is, uh, well, let me tell you what it is. And it gives uh, the border crossers... Uh, a little bit more ammunition to actually get across legally. This
4: is uh, KFI.
2: KFI handle here. It is so oh, Monday morning. Uh, a Supreme Court just ruled with that baker. Who refused to uh, bake a wedding cake for the gay wedding. And uh, that's a pretty narrow ruling. Uh, it really didn't have to do much in the big picture. It had to do with a civil rights commission. They said ruled wrongly. Yeah. All right. Uh, California primary elections coming up tomorrow. And uh, it is uh, my voter guide, which you cannot use. Remember the rules. If you're going to use it, you can't look at it. All right. That's our contract. And uh, the Guatemalan Volcano... Uh, has exploded, 25 people dead, and the president's pardon powers? Oh, God. Okay, uh, here's a story about the latest migrant tool of resistance on the border. And was it it? Is it a backhoe? Is it a sledgehammer to knock down the wall? Is it a really sophisticated ladder? It is not. It's an app. It's an app. And what it does is it helps uh, people who are at the border claiming asylum or trying to get in legally, changing their status from illegal to legal to video everything that's happening. Because here's the problem. Border uh, Border Patrol folks are not doing a real good job of processing people through who are claiming asylum. As a matter of fact, in some cases, uh, they have been turned away saying we're not even going to question you, which they, which is totally illegal. The people claiming asylum must be given sort of a quasi-miniature hearing in front of a Border Patrol uh, individual who was trained. And then it goes through the next process. And what the uh, allegation is, even at that very first interview... They're being told, no, get out of here, you don't have the right, and won't even go so far as to start questioning them about the basis of their asylum claim. So, uh, Cristela Rocha, an organizer with uh, one of these groups, tells people about a Mi- Migra Cam. And these are cell phone apps designed to specifically film encounters with the border authorities. Intridentally, Migra. Is uh, the slang for immigration. When used to be immigration folks, now it's uh, now it's uh, the ICE folks. Okay, so uh, there is one girl recently filmed her mother being detained and uh, mistreated by border patrol agents who had seized her passport. So Roshia offers some practical advice to folks that are coming across the border and either for asylum or even us citizens that are being harassed and that is you film you video everything and the uh here is what the app does it notes the address the date the time any identifying information of the law enforcement officers and the vehicles uh you you don't uh let them stop uh force you to stop recording that is you have a right to do that it's against the law for them to stop you for recording and they'll do it border patrol officials say you can't video stop it right now you've seen police officers do that too someone's videoing and a cop will literally walk across the street saying you can't video this and will take away cameras or cell phones that's illegal so uh, the uh, Rosha, who is part of this organization, uh, Migragram is the app. Is uh, if they force you to stop recording, uh, don't. If they ask you to, if they ask you to step back, comply. The first instinct is interview. No, the best thing is simply record. Now the app is available in English and Spanish has already been downloaded uh, 5,800 times, but it is exploding. There's also other apps, uh, Cell 411, uh, Noticia or Notifica. And again, they do much the same thing. And uh, what is being said by uh, uh, this woman, uh, this uh, activist, one of the only ways to save people from deportation now is organizing the community defense work. Uh, don't defy, but certainly video. And generally, the Border Patrol uh, prohibits filming at the border crossings themselves and at checkpoints. But you you step back and you video everything. Now, at this point, the Border Patrol does not equip agents with body and dash, uh, dashboard cameras. But it's studying the possibility, although uh, dashboard cameras don't do much unless they're chasing after an illegal alien. And then it's a hard time for them to ask for asylum. But certainly body cams. There is a six-month pilot program that has been started. The ACLU, incidentally, and other groups have lobbied the Border Patrol to require body cameras. And in addition to the recording, here's what the app also does. It sends alerts to designated contacts And why? Because for Mexican at the border, the likelihood of them being deported fast is very high. In other words, they will deport someone coming over the border, not give them the opportunity to claim asylum, which they have a right to do, and they have to be processed. They simply deport. And by the time their family members know, they're already on the other side of the border. And then that gets really difficult. So it all has to do with how uh, law enforcement treats these people coming over the border. And here is the problem. I don't know how many demonstrations you're going to see. Because there is a huge difference between the way cops treat minorities in this country and how that is perceived. Versus how cops, in this case Border Patrol, Treat people at the border, we accept a lot more illegality by the law enforcement officials at the border than we do anyplace else in America. Incidentally, the rights that people have of course at the border is non-existent. It is simply controlled by the border uh, the border patrol except claims for asylum those are the law gives the right to those claiming asylum they have the absolute right to do this and they must be processed sometimes they're not sometimes they're not treated very well so what's the answer video the whole damn thing and then hold the border patrol accountable that's the answer as far as these people are concerned coming up next handle on the news late edition KFI AM 640
1: (laughs) Handle on the news, late edition. Handle on the news. I don't think we can take a risk on a loose cannon like Bill Handle.
2: KFI Handle here. It is a an auspicious Monday with tons and tons and tons of news which is rather rather unusual for a Monday. All right, also Law Day 2018 is coming Saturday, June 16th, a week from Saturday, 9 to 2 o'clock at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Over 100 legal experts from HandleOnTheLaw.com giving free, good legal advice in virtually every area of the law. And I'm broadcasting Handle on the Law uh, live from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We'll have free seminars. You'll win prizes throughout the day. Log on to KFIAM640.com. Keyword is Law Day. Sponsored by the People's Attorney of Southern California, Sweet James Bergener. Go to SweetJames.com. That's Law Day at the Bowers Museum, Saturday, June 16th. All right. Why don't we do it, huh? Handle on the news, late edition, lead story. (music) Well, we knew this was going to happen. Uh, the suspect, uh, who was uh, believed to have murdered uh, those multiple people—four people in the last five days—in Arizona, uh, completely dead. Uh, the uh, he was at a motel, and uh, the SWAT team—they had some evidence he was there. Got into a firefight with him. Then they sent in a robot because it was quiet, and uh, the robot named Robbie uh, went in and uh, started poking at him with a stick. And realized uh, this guy is dead.
3: I did not hear that's how it actually
2: happened. No, that's how it panned out. The stick portion? Absolutely. That's how you determine
0: someone's dead. Okay. Is there anything on his identity yet?
3: I haven't seen anything other than the only. Remember earlier this morning, we were talking about how odd it was that the people that he had gone after and they were trying to figure out if there was a motive. They're saying, a source is saying this is likely family related. But that's all that
0: we have heard. All right. Well, more information will come out, I'm sure. And we'll have it first, won't we, Jen? Of course. Well, uh, the Supreme Court sides with the baker who didn't want to make a gay wedding cake. <laughs> in a very actually
2: they didn't even side with the baker what they did is rule against the civil rights commission who had decided that uh, the baker was uh the baker was wrong and they ruled against that commission saying the commission ruled uh and dealt with its own uh religious
0: uh the, its religious preferences which is not allowed to do it's pretty narrow right it's sort of, they said it's not what they did it's how they did it yes. when they punished this guy for right. not making the cake.
2: It's, it's one, here's one of the things that happens with the major uh, Supreme Court uh, decisions. And that is not a matter of inclusion. It's a matter of exclusion, not a matter of you now have rights. It's a matter of you actually had the right that can't be taken away. Gay marriage, for example, you can't stop people from, ha- from being married. So effectively, the right is already there. And the court is saying you can't you can't rule against that. And that's the way, the same thing with desegregation, uh, the same thing with virtually every major case, uh, Roe versus Wade. You can't stop an abortion from taking place. So uh, the court simply ruled that Civil Rights Commission was just dead wrong because they threw religion in their opinion in ruling in favor of uh, those two uh, guys who were practicing gayosity.
3: As your mother would say.
2: As my mother w- would, would
0: say. Would you say that they wanted to get married, therefore they were interested in monogamy?
2: Very oh, good. Wow, that was good. Very good.
3: Well, this next Supreme Court ruling seems to be a victory for the Trump administration.
2: People were waiting
0: in. And-
3: The Supreme Court threw out a lower court ruling that let a pregnant illegal immigrant minor who was held in federal immigration custody get an abortion last year at the age of 17. Remember, the Trump administration did not want this to happen.
2: Yeah. However, uh, the justices threw out the appeals court decision on the grounds that the dispute was moot, that there was actually no standing. It's a technical decision. Now, they could have gone the other way. They could have actually made a declaratory relief action, which they did in Roe v. Wade, because by the time uh, Roe, Jane, whatever the hell her name was, by the time the case came up to Supreme Court, the uh, abortion had long ago happened, but the court said, well, because it takes longer than nine months to get to the court for any decision, so the court allowed the mootness, if you will, to be uh, eliminated in Roe v. Wade. They could have done the same thing here. But instead, what they said was, we're going to hold to uh, the question, the abortion already happened, therefore there's no standing. Again, a technical decision, but considered a win for the Trump administration.
3: But the justices did decline to take up the administration's request for disciplinary action against the ACLU lawyers
2: who represented that girl. Right, for filing a court case that's already
0: moot. Right. And also they said they mis- they misled the court about when the abortion would happen. The people who didn't want the, the, the young lady to get the abortion, they thought the abortion was going to be scheduled for like a week later. I may be a little wrong on the timeline, but let's say a week later. When they got the permission from the lower court, they took her immediately. And they said, "Hey, wait a minute! You went and did this before we could appeal properly." So, anyway, the Supreme Court said they were not going to get involved with any of it.
2: Yeah. So uh, let's take a break and come back. Oh. And uh, this whole
0: huge issue of uh, the right to pardon himself well, as the president. And finally, the only legal mind qualified to render an opinion has spoken out about this question. And uh, also, oh, and Trump, of course, has added
2: to uh, the fervor here because he went ahead and tweet if he had just left it alone this this conversation would have been over over by 9 30 today oh no 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 he had to tweet and put himself right in the middle of it and uh, sort of stir the pot we'll be back kfi am 640 <laughs> Handle here on a Monday morning. Big stories that we're covering. Uh, Supreme Court just ruled in favor of uh, the baker in Colorado who wouldn't bake the cake for the two gay guys getting married, but a eh, very narrow decision. Really didn't. Not all encompassing. Uh, primary elections tomorrow. The Guatemalan volcano. The guy in Phoenix completely dead after he shot himself. Uh, the guy was involved in the four shootings, and let's just move on. More handle on the news, late edition.
0: Uh, President Trump says he has the absolute right to pardon himself. You may be right. Maybe. He also may says the um, special counsel investigation is totally unconstitutional. Wrong. But he's going to play along. He says, We play the game because I, unlike the Democrats, have done nothing wrong. That was his tweet for the day.
2: Yeah. So unconstitutional. Now, he may have the right to pardon himself. Uh, but, uh, and would he, here's the part, and here's the part, is everybody would think that it's a constitutional crisis, and impeachment would, in fact, start. Forget about the Constitution at this point. That impeachment would start. No, it won't. No, it won't. Absolutely not.
0: Not with a Republican-controlled
2: no, Congress. No, no, ch- as a matter so of fact, Giuliani, what did Guli- uh, Giuliani, Giuliani, what did Giuliani say?
3: That he had the right to pardon himself, right. but that he but, wouldn't. It was hypothetical. But how about the next story? Well, Giuliani also says, why doesn't he just shoot
2: James Comey? You yep. can't prosecute him then either. My name is James Now, Coleman, again, that's the I headline. But what uh, Giuliani said is he couldn't be indicted as a sitting president. And as soon as he left the presidency... Then he could be indicted and tried. Uh, and again, so they took the headline yes. and exploded. And all, he, all Giuliani said, it's a question of time that a sitting president cannot be indicted and cannot be tried. Other than uh, with Congress and the Senate with the trial to throw him out of the presidency. And the second he is thrown out.
0: Then he's indicted. He can, for be, the crime. He can
2: be indicted. He can be arrested as the vote is finished. The Senate votes to throw him out. At that point the handcuffs could go on but that
3: is just what is so sick about this whole thing is it the whole sentence is if he shot James Comey he'd be impeached the next day impeach him then you can do whatever he want all they grabbed was shot James Comey
0: right that's because uh the Trump the sphere around Trump seems to like to return to the idea that he can shoot people and get away with that's it. that's true uh Bill Clinton. Would not have done anything differently with the Monica Lewinsky scandal.
2: I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Maybe uh, he probably would have been a little more careful with uh, Monica Lewinsky and uh, the semen on the dress. Uh,
0: Maybe. Does he mean if he had it to do again, he would still have sex with her? He would still lie about it at first? He would still not apologize to her in person. No, it's approaching the accusations. Uh that's that's
2: basically it. He meant he would still fight his impeachment. Yeah.
3: All right. Sorry, I had a little breaking news there. Uh North Korea is replacing its military leadership just prior to that Kim Jong-un Trump summit.
2: I am Kim Jong-un and I'm not here to amuse you. there's a
3: reason no, that they're doing this. Because they want to make sure that if Kim Jong un's going to make peace with the US, at least doing away with part of the nuclear program, that it also puts the Korean, um, what do they call it? The Korean army, people's army, the Korean people's army, like it kind of ties its hands when it comes to power. Kim Jong-un would be the total power, and the I, KPA yeah, would have you, a lot less authority if you get guys who are loyal to Kim Jong-un.
0: You, it's, the so, you would think it's so he doesn't get assassinated yeah, for you, making a deal with us.
2: You would think there would be no issue any, issue anymore about his absolute power, having gotten rid of everybody. Well, there's three more yep. uh, that are still there that he perceives as somehow
0: disloyal to him. We got another problem, too. Who is going to pay for North Korea's hotel rooms during the summit.
2: Well, a new place to dwell. Well,
0: they a apparently can't because they have no money because of the sanctions. We say we won't. I don't know why, but we won't. It, it looks ridiculous. bad or something. And so they're trying to figure out maybe Singapore should pay for it because oh, they're course, hosting. Of course Singapore should pay for it.
2: I mean, they'll pay for a film crew for Anthony Bourdain to go <laughs> and do a, a television show there for God's sake. Why wouldn't they pay to host this whole thing? or the United, As a matter of fact, if the United States paid, it would be a feather in the U.S.'s cap.
3: Well, I saw one saying, analyst... Saying, since they
2: can't afford it, we'll pick up the tab.
3: One analyst said that that would be offensive to Kim
0: Jong-un should
3: they pick up the tab. Uh, so there's they didn't also a, to this it.
0: Um, international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons that won the Nobel Peace Prize uh, last year. They said, we will pay for it out of our Nobel Peace Prize money. Now, uh... One of the things
2: that's hilarious about this is Kim is demanding to stay at the five-star Fullerton Hotel in the presidential suite, which costs more than $6,000 a night. couple of things, uh, which makes sense you know, for Kim Jong-un to say, I want the presidential suite. Now, he's not as aggressive as Hillary Clinton is uh, when she travels. And I am not exaggerating on that one when she gives her speeches, uh, but uh, it's $6,000 a night for the presidential suite? That's nothing for a presidential suite. Trump's is supposed to be 7500 bucks a night yeah, at the Yeah, I mean, that, that's still dirt cheap for presidential suites. I mean, not having stayed in them, but certainly it's all about money and what things cost. You know me, don't you? And if a, and what would a presidential suite be above a Costco? That's a good point.
3: But we laughed, like, what are they going to do? It's going to be six, dollars $7,000 a night. Who's going to actually be in the room? To enjoy the stupid thing.
2: Are you kidding with Kim with his hookers <laughs> and does Singapore poor pay, pay for those? I say yes. Okay, coming up, uh, George Nori. Why are we having George? Are we going to talk about uh, Martian anal probes? We are. You ever listen to George's show? I... Yeah, that's what it's about. We'll Not come. Well, no, but a lot of them, a lot of Martian anal probe stories. Uh, we'll come back talk to George because. He's being nominated. And uh, we're going to ask you to help share and to help George's nomination. I'll explain that one to you. This is KFI AM
3: 640. We lead local. Live from the KFI 24 hour newsroom, I'm Jennifer Jones
2: Lee. All right. You recognize that music. That's the intro to Coast to Coast with George Norrie. And uh, big news with George. Uh, George has been nominated into our for the National Radio Hall of Fame. George Norrie, congratulations, sir.
4: Thank you, Bill. And I'm following in your footsteps because you're already there. Uh, yes. So a uh, great honor.
2: Yeah, I was going to point that out, but you beat me to it. Uh, <laughs> now, let me tell you how rare this is 800 individuals reviewed, 24 individuals selected for nomination. I mean, this is pretty rarefied air. And if you've uh, ever listened to Coast to Coast, uh, you know what George does,
4: Uh,
2: and that is uh, actually talks to aliens, uh, which is pretty impressive, George, uh, I must tell you.
4: Uh, i got to tell you, the first time we met, probably about 16 years ago, our great program director, Robin, set up a lunch with us. I walk into this lunch place, and there's Bill Handel sitting there with an aluminum hat on, with an an antenna on. And I'm going, I'm going to like this guy. And uh, you've been a dear friend all these years, my friend. Oh, yeah. uh, Congrats yeah. on your success.
2: Uh yeah, I, you know, and you laughed. I have to tell you, didn't know if you were going to laugh or not. You you started roaring with laughter because obviously you with the aliens etc. Uh, of course they had to wear an aluminum foil hat uh, with uh the antenna incidentally made out of chopsticks that were attached and then wrapped in aluminum in case you ever want to do that. Uh so George, uh let's talk a little bit before I tell people how to vote because uh this category involves listeners Voting in uh, the nominee into induction, unlike other categories where it's program directors and people in radio. So this one is more egalitarian, if you were. So uh, let's talk about really quickly your history of radio, because uh, these, uh, these awards are based on a body of work, and you have a tremendous body of work.
4: I started in Radio Bill, back in Detroit when I was 21 years old. I was still in college at the University of Detroit, but I, you know, I wanted to go in the media. That's what I wanted. I wanted to unravel these strange mysteries and these bizarre stories. So I got a job as a uh, 21-year-old reporter at the then WCAR radio in Detroit. Call letters have since changed. And from that point on, that's all I did all my life. And today's my birthday, by the Away. Oh, congratulations!
2: Yes, and you look at uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, and now, did you start doing uh, the you know Poltergeist uh, stories, uh, Aliens, that sort of thing? Uh, is that how you started in radio?
4: From the get-go, that's what I started. As a matter of fact, I went up to my radio news director and said, "Hey, this guy named Stanton Friedman, who, by the way, I've still been interviewing on Coast to Coast, is uh, a giant in the field of ufology." And I said, I want to go see this guy. I want to interview him. And he said, no, no, you're not doing it on our time. You can do it on your own. And I went out and interviewed him. It was my first radio interview. Did it on my own time for the station I was working for. Put it on the air, and they got more response than anything they ever did. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell, How many and, stations are you on, George? Just to give people an now idea. Now I'm on, including Canada, Bill, 620 stations. That with, uh, is
2: that is no small feat, to say, uh, to say the least. Okay, just for the record, George, and I want to put this uh, now on paper and on at least this show— Uh, Do you believe in ghosts?
4: I believe in ghosts. There's no question about it.
2: Do you believe in aliens visiting the Earth? Yes. Okay. So, uh, I'm now going to tell people how to vote George in because he is not only a friend of mine, he's damn good. And no one does his kind of radio. I mean, no one like George Norrie. And there are a lot of wannabes out there in radio. Uh, who want to be George, and they're not. So here is how you vote, because it's your vote that's going to make this happen. Uh, You can do it by text. You dial 96,000 and text the message 700. You can also vote by website, uh, which is radiovote.com, radiovote.com. And if you happen to speak Venusian, which uh, George does, you can also do it in Venusian, Uh, radiovote.com, dial 96,000, text the message 700. Uh, It's one vote per email and one vote for device. And if you have more than one email, do it on all your emails. If you have more than one cell phone, borrow your friend's cell phone, say, hey, can I use your cell phone for a moment? And uh, go ahead and uh, dial 96,000 with a text message 700. Uh, George, of all the people that deserve it, uh, it's it's you and your friends from Mars who absolutely deserve being inducted.
4: I hope Bill, you, you you're one of a kind, my friend. Yeah, well,
2: thank so you. are you. All of you are one of a kind. The one that have the reptilian skins, the one that you uh, you have. Uh-huh. Uh,
4: yeah. All right, George. And yellow eyes. Everything else. All because of you're it. The man, Bill. Yeah. And thanks, oh, thank
2: George. Uh, as much as I make fun of George, you think I don't a little bit? I, he does believe it. I remember once. Uh, And I asked George, how did you ever? And I wish I should have kept him on the phone. I said, how did you, you know, how did it all start, your understanding of this? And he said, well, when I was 15, I had this major surgery and I felt myself uh, leaving my body and floating above the operating table and looking down and seeing my body. And then I floated back into my body and I knew I would be okay. I said, George, I used to pay money to have that kind of feeling with LSD. I mean, I think it's tremendous that you did it naturally. Coming up, the problem with support animals on planes. Oh, yeah, that's a problem that's getting worse. And we've had another story breaking today. So we'll do that when we come back. KFIAM. All right, KFI handle here on a very busy, very busy Monday. Uh, The president says he can pardon himself. They caught the guy in Phoenix. Uh, He killed himself uh, in a shootout. The one who's uh, accused or was accused. Now I can say it. Shooting four people. Can't sue me because dead people can't sue. I don't know if you need that. And what a Guatemalan volcano, uh, Supreme Court ruling in uh against uh uh them dare queers uh wanting to get married and having a uh wedding cake. And the uh, baker can go uh says, Nope, uh, I don't do this for you, con- you perverts and sodomites. There's no way I'm gonna do a wedding cake. Supreme Court agreed. Well, technically, Supreme Court agreed with them. It's not an all encompassing decision, it was more of a technical issue. All right, so. So much is going on. Also, we just had George Nori on. Uh, George, coast-to-coast, uh, Coast has been nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame. And uh, here's how we can help him, because this is votes by listeners that make this happen. You can vote by text, dial 96,000, uh, and the text message is 700. You dial 96,000, text message 700, or vote by website, radiovote.com. RadioVote.com. Okay, one vote per email and one vote for every device you can get your hands on. All right. Now, uh, support animals on uh, flights. All right, you remember the peacock? Well, that didn't get on the flight. The support peacock is just, just too big. However, a turkey got on as a support animal on a Delta Airlines flight. Uh, the duck got on wearing red Velcro shoes. Uh, He became uh, an Internet celebrity. And here's why it's so difficult, because all you have to do is declare that your animal is an emotional support animal. Now, most people are fine with seeing eye dogs. I mean, who's going to argue with that? But uh, those are service animals, not emotional support animals. And here's the problem. United Airlines saw a 75% increase last year from the year before of uh, these support animals coming aboard. Emotional support animals, which means they pee, they crap, they bite, they bark. They're not trained. They're just animals that come aboard because you need emotional support. So now uh, you have carriers who say we need a letter from a mental health practitioner. Well, how easy do you think that is? Just like it was so easy to get a medical marijuana uh, certificate. So now you can go on the internet and you'll get a written diagnosis within 24 hours after a five minute phone conversation with, quote, a mental health professional. You can get that for 80 bucks. And uh, the sites also sell dog collars and leashes that have the word support dog for 15 bucks, actually, up to $22. And that's the problem. The other problem, and I hadn't thought of this, and so I started looking into this. So someone has to have an emotional support animal. I mean, like on their lap, right, or underneath uh, their legs. How about the person next next who's uh, or cats? How about the person next uh, to uh, to you if you have one of those that's allergic to dogs or cats, right, or emotion or got bitten as a kid? And is scared to death of dogs and wouldn't get near them. What do you do with those people? And if you have an allergy, uh, what do you do? You try to move them as far away as possible? You know, it's uh, it's a problem. Now, most uh, sport animals aren't ducks or monkeys. Uh, they are household dogs and cats. But it's getting to be such a huge problem. Why? Because there are no existing standards for how to evaluate support animals, emotional support animals. Uh, there's a 1986 law, but it doesn't outline guide, guidelines or details or procedures for diagnosing a person who needs an emotional support animal. So uh, now w- what do you do? Because the law is the law. Until they change the law all the airlines can do is say, prove that you need an emotional support animal. Okay, that's easy. Here's a certificate. And a lot of psychologists are reluctant to write uh, these letters. So you have these businesses that have sprouted up on the Internet. When in doubt, when something is difficult, somebody will come up with an Internet idea to bypass law. And another reason that people are bringing them in and just calling them emotional support animals is you can keep these pets on your lap or at the your feet in the cabin without paying the usual in-ca- ab- in-cabin animals transport fee. And that's $75 to $200. Bucks. So it makes all the sense in the world to have one of these emotional support animals. And so how about this? You make you force the issue of uh, you have uh, not support animals, but you have service animals, service dogs usually. Matter of fact, they're all service dogs. And there you have hundreds of hours of training. There you have some serious stuff going on. But the law says if you can get a diagnosis from a mental health practitioner, any mental health doesn't have to be a doctor. By the way, doesn't have to be a psychologist just a, quote, professional, you've got it. You're in. And then you have an issue of, let's say the law has changed. Uh, instantly, the z- lawsuits are filed saying, I ha- you are screwing me over under the ADA because uh, under the ADA, my emotional disability, uh, at least the argument is going to fly, my emotional disability... Uh, is such that uh, I need this animal and you are violating the law. You, the airlines, violating the law. Maybe they limit it to dogs and cats. Maybe they limit it to dogs. Maybe they limit it to small dogs. Although in the case of, uh, and I didn't know this, but uh, the uh, uh, service dogs for the blind have to be pretty good size. I mean, they have to—they have to be able to shove their masters out of the way of inco- of oncoming cars. For example, they have to tackle their masters if a car is coming up, or they're in danger. And then the hearing dogs, uh, which I've always—you know—just they're the the support hearing dogs. I mean, I did—you know—how do you get in the way of those? I guess you get one of those air blast horns. In case you're going to burglarize them, just a blast i don't know it's just i'm i'm just coming up with uh scenarios here none of which make any sense all right coming up uh it's do they have a case wayne resnick comes in you know the rules on that one he comes up with brand new cases and asks me to rule on them as if i'm a judge hey if i can if i can pretend to be a lawyer on saturday morning i sure can as hell can pretend to be a judge KFI AM 640.
0: It's gavel time. Handle ain't no real judge. Every time tries, they just say see ya. But Mondays are the days he can pretend he is Scalia. He's got a friend named Savage and his very own gavel. Big smile on his face. And he brings it down with a thunderous sound. Sometimes they have a case. Oh, yeah. Handle here
2: on a uh, Monday. I don't know. I can't remember the last time there was this much news. On a Monday. Supreme Court sided with a baker who uh, would not sell the wedding cake to uh, the gay couple in uh, Colorado. Technical, technical decision. Primary elections tomorrow. The handle voting guide on KFIAM640.com. Keyword handle. You cannot use it as your voting guide. Guatemala Volcano has exploded. 25 dead. Uh, president says he can pardon himself. Uh, that's... Uh, Okay, Uh, so much, and then they found that guy in uh, Phoenix, found him on the floor with a hole in his head, decided to air condition his head, it worked beautifully. Okay, now it's time for, oh, and Law Day coming up. Let me uh, give you uh, the promo for Law Day, Law Day 2018, Saturday, a week from Saturday, June 16th, 9 to 2. At the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana, over 100 legal experts from HandleOnTheLaw.com. Virtually every field of law, it's all free. Broadcast of Handle on the Law Live from 9 to 11. Free seminar. Win prizes. Log on to KFIAM640.com. The keyword is Law Day, and it's sponsored by the Bowers Museum. During Law Day, get a $5 discount to visit all of the exhibits. That's Law Day, Saturday, June 16th, the Bowers Museum, Santa Ana.
0: Okay, time for, do they have a case? Wayne. Uh, Put on your unreasonable search and seizure hat. There's a guy named Terrence Everett. Uh, He's not a nice guy, as will become apparent here. And a detective with the uh, local police department started monitoring this guy's Facebook page. Because he was known to be a ne'er-do-well, and he had already been convicted of some crimes. And he starts monitoring the guy's Facebook page using a fake identity. The cop is using a fake identity, fake name, fake pictures, and sends him a friend request. And this guy, dummy, grants it. And so now the, the cop can see everything that he's posting. And one day, he sees a photograph And it's of the guy's nightstand. And on the nightstand are a gun, a Mercedes car key, a big stack of cash, and a framed photo of the guy wearing a black T-shirt and a red necklace. The guy is not in the photo, but a photo of the guy is in the photo. And the caption says, just getting in for the night, how I sleep every night. The cop immediately does a little more follow-up investigation and then gets a warrant to search his house based on what all of the following Uh number one he knows that this guy is prohibited from having a gun because he is a multiple felon number two he has seen this guy drive a Mercedes he went by the address for the guy and there was a Mercedes in the uh, the driveway he knew that he was currently on probation And he knew, and this is technical, but he looked at the gun in the photo and determined it was a Smith & Wesson gun. Okay. So he gets the warrant, and they go in, and they recover the gun and uh, a bunch of cash and the T-shirt and the necklace that was seen in the photograph. And they arrest the guy for possession of a firearm by a felon. He appeals and says, hey, that's a warrantless search because you lied and pretended to be another person. When you friended me on Facebook, and so this goes all the way up to, in this case, it's the Delaware Supreme Court. Does he, the bad guy, have a case?
2: No, because uh, a cop is—it's a a sting operation, is what it is, and the police are allowed to pretend to be someone else. They do that—that's exactly what they do when they go after child uh, molesters, child predators. They pretend to be 14-year-old girls. And so at, and the fact that he was on probation which leaves wide open searches because uh your constitutional rights as to uh, uh searches are way
0: limited than they were if you're not on probation. He has no case. And you know who came up in the decision? Jimmy Hoffa. Because there's a famous uh Supreme Court case Jimmy Hoffa, you know, somebody wore a wiretap against Hoffa right. and he said, "Hey, you came into my hotel room, And you didn't tell me you were working for the cops and wearing a wire, and I told you all this stuff. And they said, well, you have no reasonable expectation that the things you share aren't going to be shared again. And same thing here. They said, this guy, the cop did not break into his Facebook account. The cop did not go to Facebook to get access to his account. He just sent the friend request and how stupid of the guy to grant it because he couldn't have known who the person was because it was a fake person. Okay, the court rules handles right. All right, we'll take a break. Come
2: back and we'll finish up. Do they have a case? There you go. KFI handle here as we finish the show. And uh, so much news. Uh, SCOTUS, Supreme Court, just ruled in favor of the uh, Colorado Baker, who didn't want to sell the wedding cake to the gay guys. And uh, Guatemalan earthquake, and the president pardoning himself, uh, and on and on. All right, let's finish. Do they have a case? Wayne Resnick and me. Please. All right.
0: When, when is a battery a battery, and when is it not a battery? There's a, a pretty well known journalist, Kurt Eichenwald. Uh, He worked for the New York Times for a bunch of years. He writes for Newsweek, Vanity Fair. He is pretty political and very anti-Trump and was extremely anti-Trump during the campaign, and he tweeted a lot against Trump. And so, as you might imagine, he became a target for some Trump supporters. He also has, and this is widely known, epilepsy. So what happened is a guy... Uh, replied to one of his tweets and put in the reply a gif, a strobing gif. And he said, you deserve a seizure for your posts. That's what he replied to this guy. The guy opens it up. Kurt Eichenbach, he opens it up, and in fact, he has a major, major seizure. Really bad news. He has the main major seizure. A few days later, he has another one. His family has to help him uh, with basic tasks for a while, it was a huge impact on him. Now, the guy—they found the guy—he's been criminally charged, but Eichenwald also went to sue him, right, for assault and battery and infliction of emotional distress. And the guy moved in federal court to have it all thrown out, saying, "Hey, I never touched you, yeah, and so how can you be suing me for battery?" And the question is... Does the guy have a case that at, he shouldn't be sued? As
2: to battery, yes. Uh, he does have a case because there was no touching. However, as to assault, there is no issue whatsoever. And it's interesting if the, because battery is real simple. You have to touch for a battery. And there was no touching here. But assault is an easy one. And he is going to go down, I think, and hopefully for a long time on the assault charge.
0: Duracell. <laughs> I get it. All right. Hey, you want to – I give you a choice. One is a salacious case involving Was a, I right, by the way? Uh, no. No. Tell Here's me why. what's weird. Well, the, you, know, you talk about this where sometimes judges, they they really twist and manipulate to get where they want to go. And I think this was so shocking to the court that they – so what they said is, well, yes, technically battery – Contact. Right. However, let's take a step back and look at the purpose behind these torts. And the purpose behind these torts is so that you can go after a guy and you can dissuade people from doing this kind of thing. And so here what we're going to say is he didn't physically touch him, but he made an encroachment into uh, the solitude of his person by sending him that gift, so there, and we're going to let it stand okay. on that basis. See, that's crazy,
2: because uh, what they're doing is ignoring the law that says, on its face, there must be a touching. Well, we're going to ignore the law on that one. Yeah, it's one of those cases where it makes no sense, where the judges are trying to just get uh, to a decision, and they don't care what the law
0: is. Okay. All right, now you want a really salacious story? I about a, a pre? All right, so here we have a church, the Covenant Reformed Church. Hmm. And, uh, it starts there, good. Yeah, there are, there are two brothers. It starts
2: well, actually. Yes,
0: yeah, they are two brothers, and they each marry a different woman who are not related. Okay, now, they have problems in their uh, relationships, and these two women who are married to these brothers separately go to talk to Pastor Edward of the church. He talks each of them separately into having sex with him. Oh, Now, nobody's saying that he he used physical force or anything, but he used his position. Mm -hmm. And this was in Iowa, where in the law, it is against the law for a counselor, whether you're a religious counselor or not, to have sex with a client or a parishioner. Because, obviously, you're using your power over the other person, and it's exploitation. So, they get this Pastor Edward, and they convict him, and he gets five years in prison. Now... The women and their husbands sue the church because when all of this was going down, the people in the church were very negative against the women. And they talked about how the women had committed adultery and that if Pastor uh, Edward needed to go to jail, that they should go to jail And that he was way more repentant than they will ever be. So they sued and said, you're defaming us by saying these things. And the church said, hey, 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 these are opinions. These are not, when we say, if he goes to jail, you should go to jail, you're an adulteress. Those are opinions. They're not facts. Well, once he's, who wins?
2: I think that uh, the women win because the argument saying you are an adulteress. Uh, or accusing someone of adultery that's a fact that's not is in our opinion so i'm going to say the women win but then again this is utah and go ahead iowa, and t- iowa whatever and just tell me that uh for some crazy ass reason the court said that the uh, the women are at fault
0: uh they didn't say they were at fault but they said they have no case for defamation because in fact these are the opinions of the church and even if those opinions yeah. are out of the mainstream they're
2: still only opinions, uh, except that if they called them adulterers, adulteresses, mm,
0: you know, that's a fact. But then again, hey, you know what? I think the problem was as to that they were adulterers because they had sex with somebody who right, wasn't well, the, their spouse. The,
2: the truth is an absolute defense, uh, but you know, I just like women who have sex with <laughs> pastors and I, and and feel good about it. So what can I tell you? Okay. Great
0: takeaway. Thank you. That was an excellent takeaway. That is
2: a legal decision or a legal opinion.
0: Well, the legal decision was not really made at the Supreme Court today, was it? Uh, When it comes to the question of what's more important, your right as a business owner to say, I'm not going to do business with you because it would violate my my religious beliefs. Right. Or the LGBT community saying, uh, you know, there's extra letters now. It didn't, Jane, what did we,
3: LGBTQIA?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, tell
3: yeah. me what's the
2: cue? Queer. No. Oh, also questioning. What's questioning. I. <laughs> Interspousal. I don't know Close what it is. Intersex. Intersex. We
3: had to Google the I. Yeah. We did oh, not know yeah. the I either. A is asexual.
0: Jane Wells is in for Gary today.
2: Obviously. By the way, the decision the Supreme Court made, is a very narrow decision. Very right? narrow. It does not. It's not as in the gay marriage decision, which was all-encompassing and absolute.
3: It doesn't address anything, really. Nothing. It has yeah. to
2: do with the Civil Rights Commission being wrong. Right. Did, did it still decision. surprise you? Uh, it, The numbers surprised me. I thought it was going to yeah. be 5-4, and it turned out being 7-2. That one uh, sort of stunned me. That you had, uh, well, Kennedy, not necessarily, but uh, who was it? It was uh, Kagan. 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 It's Sotomayor uh, uh-huh. went the other way, right? Along with uh, the, yeah. Ginsburg, Ginsburg, Ginsburg and, and Kagan, Ginsburg. which I expected, but I thought Sotomayor would have uh, would have gone in uh, the same avenue against uh, the in favor of the gay uh, the gay marriage guys.
3: All right, we can talk about yeah. gay cakes all day, but we got to wrap
2: it up. Oh, please! I don't want to get in trouble. Uh,
0: Bill Clinton on Me Too, and Johnny Depp is okay. We'll put all the rumors <laughs> to bed.
2: Yeah, I got a lot in the water. There's just so much going on today; it's just crazy.
0: I love saying "gay cakes."
2: By the way, gay, gay cakes. cakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely okay. And the Supreme Court said, "You read the, the Have you read the article? Have you? I mean, have you read the opinion yet? Yeah, yeah, I've read covered. some of yeah, it. Yeah, starts with them. They're queers. Uh, we they can't. They don't have to have cupcakes. See, okay. gay cakes. Okay." Uh,
3: what happened? I
2: don't know. What happened? I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I just love making fun of everybody. Okay, guys, we're done. Uh, Gary and uh, Jane Wells. Yes. Up, uh, today. Have a, Where did and, Shannon go? Uh, Shannon is gone. And uh, I like that T-shirt. I don't have a T-shirt. Gary and Shannon. Yeah, with their with their pictures on it. How do you, how do, you do that? I don't get that. Somebody made it for him. Someone who likes them. How do you get that? You need someone to like you. Okay, I understand. All right, that's it. I'm coming back tomorrow with the morning crew. <laughs> KFI AM 640.